everybody, or good afternoon, wherever you happen to be in the world. This is Jeff Morton with Returning to Eden. Uh, I won't be joined joined with my co-host, Dr. Dina Dye, doing something a little um, different uh, with regards to my guests, and I'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, we have been for the last couple of programs talking about Dina's series, What Would Yeshua or Jesus Do? And the idea behind Dina doing the series is uh, what would... Uh, Back in the 80s, there was a WWJD, what would Jesus do, or what did G yeah, what did what would Jesus do? But Dina put a little twang on that when she did the series, it's a ten-part series, and I'll I'll explain how you can go watch that. But it's actually what did Jesus mean with regard to the world that he lived in, and the time that he came, and the people that he was dealing with, and the culture and the government system. So there's a, there's a completely different concept, uh, several in fact, going on that we in the Christian world, we don't have that understanding. We have a Western exegesis, hermeneutic translated, blah, 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 thing that takes us away from the actual authority of what was happening at that time. And that's what was her motivation as a Jewish woman to do the series. Now, <clears throat> uh, a few years ago, I met a person who lived in Ireland, and uh, that's gonna, he's going to be my guest. He's actually standing by. His name is Damien Foran. Foran. I, I, he'll have to correct me on how, how to say it correctly. <laughs> but Damien, you are uh, joining, returning to Eden this, this morning. I've asked you to come on because you've actually been following Dina's teaching, and you've watched the series, if, if I'm not mistaken, correct? I have indeed, Jeff, and it's a fantastic series. Really enjoyed it. Well, welcome to Returning to Eden. I'm glad to have you here, so thank you very much for taking the time. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Why don't we start by, um, you and I met each other on social media, and we've kind of followed each other around for a couple of years now. Uh, but when I found out that you were watching the series, in fact, you sent me some kind of note telling me uh, how excited you were about it, and I thought, well, geez, why don't mm -hmm. you come on and tell our audience that? Yeah. Why don't we start with a little bit about you now? You live in Dublin, Ireland, is that correct? I do, Jeff. I live in Dublin, Ireland, and I was brought up as a Catholic in Ireland. And uh, I remember when I was in school, um, I think it was about 10, 11 years old, I was given the Gideon's Bible, a New Testament. And in Ireland, you don't tend to study religion. You don't read your holy book as such. You're just told to... You go to church, you go to mass as a Catholic, I was brought up a Catholic, and you don't question it. But when I was given the Gideon's New Testament, I read it, and it was incredible. And, um, but I have to point my finger to my mother, because from a very young age, she used to tell us the biblical stories. And uh, I used to think, oh, this is incredible, the story of Noah and, you know, Moses, amazing. And... Uh, so I've always had a very inquisitive mind, and but especially when I read the New Testament that Gideon's gave me, um, I kind of from a young age wanted to be a Catholic priest, and uh, so I was always kind of pursuing it and reading scripture and reading all these different uh, uh, books on you know that the Catholic Church had out there, and uh, so it basically started that way. Um, so I've been probably studying away maybe 25 years, I'd say. Uh, and uh, then, of course, um, I was in Orlando, and this is back in 2010, and I, there was a Messianic conference on, and I just walked in, and uh, 
it was just mind-blowing because I could never understand why the Sabbath was frowned upon. I, I just, that one commandment there always mystified me. So that's pretty much been my, my journey. And, and basically the Torah found me and I found the Torah. And it's just been one step after another, just constantly pushing in and trying to read as much and learn as much as I can. And I have a totally different understanding than what I used to have where um, I don't see it as a religion anymore. I see it as a worldwide concept of a king. And I think I said to you before, um, I see it as a, um, when you treat things, you need the land. Kings live in palaces or castles, temples as such. And, you know, so the land is Israel. The king is Yeshua, Jesus. And, uh, and I see the temple now in a totally different light. It, it's, it's quite amazing uh, what... Um, uh, Dr. Dai has brought, it's just incredible, the insights that it's brought to me, especially in the last few years, um, uh, reading our books, and this new series is just fantastic, it really is. Well, now, you and, you and Zina have said this a couple of times, people in, in Europe, you know, you had the monarchy, so you would understand uh, more of the government systems uh, prior to the Catholic Church becoming a church system, if you will, but you would understand better the king and the court and the and the subjects because, I mean, Ireland and England and all of Europe has been pretty much predominantly a monarchy with that kind of mindset, which we in the West, we don't have that kind of concept. But I think you would also agree that you're able to see more the government construction, the covenant construction, I should say, of how the kingdom of God operates as a result of... You probably see it better than most. Would I be would I be right to say that? Yeah, I, I mean, there's lots of things um, that you can see, and that makes so much more sense um, when you listen to uh, you know uh, what would Jesus or what did Yeshua mean? Because um, it just brings it back into the understanding that they would have had um, in the ancient world. And of course, you're right. We, especially the English, the British uh, Crown royalty, they brought that uh, system. Of, of lordship with them and um, so yeah we, we do I suppose in a way have a, a good understanding of it um, but also because as an adopted person I understand the spirit of adoption and as well which just adds another piece to the puzzle you know it's fantastic um, the way uh, God will operate and, and uh, in your life with stuff that happens to you and, and uh, he, you know you'd be chewing over these different concepts so I, I get it I understand it um, but yeah, I'm seeing the, the scriptures in a totally different light um, than what I used to see. It's certainly not a religious book, um, and um, it's certainly more exciting um, than people realise. And that's the sad thing in Ireland, because in Ireland, when you're brought up in religious circles, um, you're not, as I said before, you, you don't question it. And then if you question it, it's like the same with politics. You can't question politics. You can't question, you know, you don't talk about it. And you'd always get into an argument with somebody if you, if you spoke about it. But these are the things we need to speak about. We need to understand these things. And I'm glad I did. And I, do you know, Jeff, I read hundreds of books going back over the years. And I read, you know, I probably listened to thousands of hours of lectures. And when I walked in and got the concept of the Torah back in 2010, I ha everything I learned, I realized I have to relearn. Because, okay, I, you know, you gain so much from what you learned over the years from reading and studying. But then when you understand the Torah and the, it's, it's the real nuts and bolts and then the, the concept of kingdom, it's the real 
nuts and bolts of of what Messiah Yeshua was really doing and what and who he is. And uh, but it's wonderful to see all these different concepts of of uh, mountains and how, what the mountain means to the ancient world and the way that God will speak uh, from the mountain. Of course, uh, God spoke to Israel uh, on Mount Sinai and. Uh, it's a wonderful journey. Um, uh, you're just constantly learning. There's, there's so much to learn, and it's overwhelming, um, uh, I suppose, in some ways, to get your head around it, uh, especially when you come from a, a religious background that doesn't teach on these areas. Um, and that's why uh, Dr. Dean Dye's uh, books and her latest teaching is is really awesome. It's really incredible. And, and I wish everybody could could listen to this and, and then go and, you know, look up the information for themselves because there's so much in it there's so much meat in it it's, it's fantastic well, now you have you have had uh, your own trouble over there in ireland because you decided to reconnect the bible to the, the country the history of israel and the hebrew mentality behind it i i used to uh, i had a website called restoring the gospel to the Torah and the tour to the gospel mm. and uh how how, how is that how has that uh, how's that been for you? Uh, I mean, <laughs> we jump out of the out of the gate and we start talking all this Jewish stuff. Doesn't yeah. go over very well, does it? it, it tell us about that experience. Sure, Jim. It, it, you're right. Actually, it doesn't go over very well. Um, I was on uh, a YouTube channel there recently, and I don't like to get into arguments or debates, but I pull up a couple of messages, and I was just eaten alive and. You can't reason with a lot of people uh, because they haven't done the research. They, they, and when you know, as soon as you pull up a comment pointing out that Jesus is Jewish, oh, that's it. You're you're a Zionist and you're just eaten alive. You're attacked, and it's a shame because um, unfortunately there is a huge amount of anti-Semitism here in Ireland, and it can kind of be brought back to the conflict that happened in Northern Ireland. And uh, there's a huge uh, disinformation out there because people don't really go and check it for themselves and look up the facts and the history of the land and what's really happening. Uh, but to keep in the context of the scriptures, uh, I mean, the whole thing is Jewish. I mean, God is working through the Jewish people. I mean, I think about when Yeshua says that, you know, salvation comes from the Jews. I mean, that's huge. And I remember reading, um, you know, where he talks about... Um, um, the leaders of the world, world lord over the people, and it's not to be that way with you. I mean, that that just resonates so much with me when I read that, and I'm thinking that is an incredible understanding. But yeah, unfortunately, there is a lot of um, anti-Semitism here in Ireland because people just don't know. The media is very biased. I mean, the, the reporters that write the articles in the newspapers, they don't know themselves. They're just putting out there what has come from, let's say, the 1960s onwards. Uh, with this push to out um, the Jewish people from the land, their homeland. So, yeah, they're very biased. And there's some historians there. There's one that recently passed away, Robert Frisk, Frisk just passed away. Um, his material was um, extremely anti-Semitic. And uh, for a guy who's a historian, I mean, I don't understand people like this. They're very well educated. They're very smart people. But they get it wrong. <laughs> no, they just, they don't, they don't get it right. But uh, for you know, people like ourselves who just constantly pushing into the scriptures and trying to understand. Um, you, you can't take away the Jewish people from the land of Israel or, or, or vice versa. It's so immersed in God's plan for his kingdom. And uh, it's all over the New Testament. You just, I mean, how many people can read it 
and then dismiss it and, and say that, well, they weren't real Jews and they weren't Jews. Of course they were. <laughs> I mean, this was a debate I was having with these there was two people debating me back and um, oh, it's very hard to get through to some people, Jeff. It really is. And it, it, it's, it's a pity. Um, you know, I like to talk to people. You mentioned, uh, we were talking earlier, and you talked about how Yeshua becoming Israel, Israel becoming Yeshua, or Jesus. The two are symbiotic, and, but, but the, 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 the average Catholic, and certainly a lot of the Christian world, really have to get to a paradigm shift in the way they understand the Bible, because we've had 1,800 years of indoctrination of a story that was raised up through the church that discounted, in fact, disconnected itself from the Jewish people and what they were teaching. And, and yes. um, you know, without getting into all the, the, the difficulty there, we've lost a tremendous amount, I mean, a gigantic amount of the biblical story. And that's really why when I asked you to come on and do the show, I mean, you got excited yes. because... That's the part that's missing in today's Christian world is the excitement and the enthusiasm and the simplicity of understanding the king and the kingdom. Why don't you, having watched Dina's uh, series, elaborate on some of the things that, that she expounded on that really meant a lot to you? What, what, what stood out in particular? Well, it was fascinating. Um, and listen to the way, um, of course, when it goes to the genealogy at the, you know, in, in Matthew and uh, I mean, Dean is basically um, comparing the exit of Moses and the Gospel of Matthew and how they shadow each other, and it's quite amazing. But I was blown away by the way, um, and I've never seen it before, of the fact that there's the five women that are mentioned in in uh, in one in the genealogy. I thought that's pretty amazing because I obviously I associate five with the Torah, uh, the five books of Torah as well. There's, there's always another angle on it. Uh, I, I I thought that was fantastic and. Um, and obviously the the language that the that was used in, in in the ancient world you know of trees and the king being a tree and of course the the, the king would be the strongest tree and you cover his branches cover his kingdom and and bear fruit and look after the um the people i mean that straight away of course you, you think of messiah Yeshua as well when he rose and uh you know they thought he was a gardener and again, and that that's ancient language. That's kingship language um, that we're seeing uh, that Dr. Dina is, is drawing out, uh, because uh, you know as she was putting across in her teaching that um, the in the ancient world all the, the king kings were gardeners, and that was their pastime. But we missed that because we don't understand the ancient history. And I thought that's really incredible. That's that's, that's amazing. So the writer uh, obviously knew this when he. You know when they were writing in that context, um, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot there's a lot of fascinating um, areas that she draws out, especially with the um, with the, with the mountain and uh, you know cast this mountain into the sea and you know and what mountain stood for in the ancient worlds with the you know because the kings or the, the gods in the ancient world they, they thought they lived in the mountains and and uh, the, the cosmic space, the cosmic mountain. And, of course, God has his sacred space. He chose that system that the ancient world had back then for his temple and his holy space, which I think is just fascinating. I mean, the, the, the temple is so um, connected to everything in, in their world, and we don't understand that. 
And uh, I think especially when people are brought up in, in religious circles, they, they, they don't get that concept. And I, I know certainly we don't, uh, being brought up as Catholics, but, um, but Dina explains that very, very well. And uh, so I'd love more people to listen to this. And um, hopefully, um, you know, people will, and they'll, they'll, go out and they'll, they'll watch it, and they'll, they'll research it, and picks up the concepts that these uh, the ancient Near Eastern people used uh, in describing um, the, uh, the world that they lived in. But yeah, I mean, it, it, she has so much in it. There's so much meat in in uh, in, in her uh, episodes, ten episodes, and um, it really is is, is terrific. Um, I'm trying to think now of anything else offhand. Um, well, you know, I, there's a several. What I found, and I, I I've kind of discovered this uh, through Dana, but others as well. Yeah. Um, the academic world has spent years researching this information. And when you're talking to a scholar who spent yeah. years understanding that the word garden meant king in the ancient world, the word mountain meant the place of, of, of where the kings resided, not necessarily a high mountain, uh, seas meant, you know, people, giant nations. And, and it, it, when you begin to understand that, when you begin to see what they brought forward to the uh, information that has now been revealed to us, Mm-hmm. that the paradigm shift becomes extraordinary and you start understanding that what Jesus was doing, he's reestablishing the kingdom through Israel that would bring about redemption for the nations. And as king, when he was walking down the Bella de Rosa being crucified, that's a mock ceremony that would, would have been offered to the Caesars or any uh, royal priest, if you will, and yeah. now you're beginning to realize that they were mocking him as being elevated to a kingship situation, even with the fact that they put a crown on him. The crown would have been, uh, you know, a, a, the same kind of crown that a Caesar would be adorned with once he was seated on the throne. And so now we see that the crucifixion event is really a gigantic mockery of a king being coronated. And yeah. yet the reason he was offered up is to be just that, a king being coronated and a kingdom being established through the house of Israel, and he's here. Yeah. <laughs> the place of his presence is Jerusalem. And so you, when you begin to see all of this, as, based on the, and that's the other thing, when you're talking about this, yeah. Matthew didn't have to explain this to, the, to his audience. He didn't have to break this down. It, it, it would be like you and I having a conversation about computers or stop signs or electricity. Yeah. You and I don't have to break that down for our audience. But in that world, when he used the word mountains, Matthew, when he talked about mountains, they knew he wasn't talking about a mountain. When it talks about the transfiguration, they know that it's talking about Moses on, on, on Mount Sinai. It's a replay of the Exodus story. Yeah. When they talk about him coming up out of the water, it's a replay of him, of Israel coming up out of the Red Sea or the Dead Sea, if you will. So when you start making these parallels, you begin to see that the writer, Matthew, Matthew, is using the Exodus story to tell the story of Jesus and their parallel. They have no choice but to be parallel because that's how the Bible is presented to us to yeah. parallelisms and patterns. And so he's able to do that quite easily because, yeah. number one, he's Jewish. 
Number two, it's their history. And number three, they were commanded to take this information to the nations. I think you really get that. Yeah, I absolutely, uh, it, you know, as you said, the Bible is full of parallels. There's so many parallels from Genesis right through to Revelation. And it's all based on that process. And, and it's always as well, what I think Dina was drawing out as well, is the way, it's always the rich men, the King Herods, the, the, the Roman Empire that lorded over everybody. They, you know, they haven't changed. It's still the same today. And what I love about Yeshua is he flips everything over on its head. You know, and you, it's not to be with, that way with you. You're not to do it. And that is something that really strikes true to the heart of man because that's the real problem, in my opinion. It's, it's men's hearts are so hard and they don't want... They, they, they actually, they love to lord it over, over other people. You know, people love to brag and boast that they, you know, to a point that they have more than somebody else or that they got the better of somebody else. But his kingdom doesn't operate like that. You know, we're supposed to have sympathy for, for the people that have less and we're supposed to help everybody and uh, help each other, uh, you know, whoever wants to be greatest, you know, to be the servant. I, I get it. I, you know, I think it's wonderful. And that for me has been my passion all my life because I would question these things. Uh, I remember questioning my, my mom when I was very small and, and she, didn't, she didn't really have the answers back then. And, uh, but it's over time and through pushing in and studying and uh, you, you start to realize, well, wow, I, you know, I get it. I, you know, and nothing has changed. You know, it's always people with more money, with the bigger houses, the bigger cars, or whatnot, uh, that think that they somehow are better than everybody else. And but Yeshua just goes straight to the heart. And it's true what it says that the word of God is like a double-edged sword. It really is a double-edged sword. And uh, it's to get to that point where people realize that. And especially here in Ireland, people need to wake up and stop demonizing the Jewish people. I mean, the whole scriptures are Jewish. The Messiah, I've, I've said to people so many times, I'm blue in the face, Jeff, saying to them, Jesus is Jewish. You know, because we talk about faith in him, but what about the faith of the Messiah? What was his faith? What did he teach? What did he do? When he says, I am the way, truth, and the life, what was he really saying? And um, so it's, it's always that you know, understanding of you now, well, the Torah and, and the Sermon on the Mount, when, and that's beautiful, uh, Dina was bringing that out as well, um, you know, you know, that's real kingship language from teaching from the mountain on how to operate in the instructions in the Torah uh, correctly. And I thought that was beautiful. And um, But that is the, the king that we worship, and, and um, it's very exciting. And, you know, but I, I like, Jeff, I like to talk to people. I because of my job, I was always able to kind of, you know, have chats with people. I met loads of wonderful people over the years. And um, I like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with people, especially in, in Ireland, because they don't hear this stuff. They, they don't get it. They don't get it from the newspapers. They don't get it from the TV. They don't get it from their religion. Um, you know, if you go to Catholic Mass, and no offense, I have nothing against Catholics, it, you know, they don't know. Um, and I'm not at all. This, they're fantastic people, but they they get it like a, you know they go to mass for half an hour and sermon like might last five ten minutes, uh, but it doesn't go into the detail um, that people need to hear understand what the kingdom is and the concept of the kingdom, and that's why I love this particular series because I think it's in my opinion it's probably the best I've ever heard uh, in a long long time, and uh, I'd like to thank Dana very much for that and I can't wait to see what she's going to do next. <laughs> Should be good, I'm sure.
She'll be glad to, to watch this and listen to, to you, your kind words of her. I, uh, For me, it's kind of like when I got the download and I understood all of this, it was like the, the illumination of what the Bible is actually talking about, that it's not necessarily a religious book, but uh, an instruction manual, if you will, on how to be a better citizen in the kingdom and to serve, to be in service to one another. That's really the heart of the story. Yeah. And also... Uh, to be a part of the building of the kingdom here in the earth, with Jerusalem being the capital. When you start looking at this in in the real world, you start seeing, my God, every nation on the planet follows this pattern. We just have the wrong concept of what being a king is all about. It's, I love yeah. how when Jesus or Yeshua came up out of the water, having been fully recognized as a high priest and king at that point, uh, how he immediately attacked the religious leadership both in Israel with the fake high priests and also Rome, because he had the authority now to represent who he was, and he was not afraid to do it. There was no fear in him. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, um, to be an offering in order for the kingdom to be realized, that's the price he paid. And I sit here and I look at this and I go, oh my God, in this world today with the revisionist history, I consider a lot of Catholic teaching and Christian teaching revisionist history, which moves us away from what the Jewish people were teaching us through Yeshua, yeah. through Moses, through the House of Israel. And we're seeing the same thing play out today. I mean, you, you couldn't have said it any better when you say people watch the television and they're, they're taught a certain thing, a ter certain way to think, a certain way to understand things, and, and all of it is not biblical. <laughs> I mean, it's really not biblical because we're supposed yeah. to be servants in the house of the Lord to our neighbors and to one another. And I think you, you've really got that. But you have a struggle over there. You, you're mm. kind of lonely over there in Ireland. Talk, yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a crystal thinker, Jeff. I, I think about things and I question everything. And uh, not everybody, I, you know, would be like that. So there's certain sacred cows you just don't go near, um, especially... Um, I got involved with an evangelical church and for a few years, and then when I discovered the Torah, it was bye-bye. <laughs> they didn't want me there anymore. And I went to the leadership, and I went to the people and said, look, have you considered this? And they didn't want to know. And I was basically rang out of the place. And I know that was part of the process. And, you know, I have no problem with that. But I, even I was involved in a small Torah group there until recently, and uh, because, I again, I questioned another sacred cow, uh, they they don't want me, you know. So it's, it is difficult. Um, and you see, that to me, that's how we learn. There's no harm in questioning. There's no harm in researching these things. Uh, it, I think there's a terrible lack of immaturity in people in general. And, you know, that's what religion does. Religion keeps us divided. And, like, even within the Torah movement, um, and it's not very big here. It's quite small. It's a shame because there's so few of us who get it, who understand the importance of the teaching instructions of our of our king, and what you know, I when I saw this and I I was looking at the the way. Well, imagine like every seven years, debts are supposed to be dropped. Uh, you know, and I was thinking, well, okay, if you're uh, you know, ruling over and lording over the people, you don't want them to know this, do you? So how do you do? Well, you demonize the Jewish people, don't you? And then people won't listen to them. You know, and I start to see it in a different direction, Jeff, because I, th I then start to realize then, and I've always loved the Jewish people. My, my, my grandfather was Jewish. I've always loved the Jewish people. But 
I start to see it in a different light, and I'm thinking, well, wow, yeah, so no wonder they were persecuted. No wonder, you know, and they're still being persecuted. What is it about them? What did they have? What did they know? Uh, they, they have the Torah. They, they kept the teaching instructions of our, of our king. And, yeah, okay, they may not have recognized him when he was here, but more and more of them... Most yeah. of them did. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's been because Absolutely. Crowd, I agree. Yeah. So, so yeah. If, if I call it the, the simplest way, and I want to, I got to say this because it's a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. It was the religious leadership that rejected him. I agree. People yeah. knew who he was. And that's a point yeah. that yeah. in the Christian mind and in the Catholic mind, all Jews rejected Jesus. Not true. That's not. I agree. Very clear about that. Yeah. So I, I yeah. had to step in and say that. And no, I got uh, a little bit of time left, but uh, yeah, I've got to keep going. Um, but anyway, sure. to sure. wrap this up, mm. um, you were saying about you know the sacred cows and 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 you don't mm. have a, a large group of people over there, and I I know one particular sacred cow that you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> when I broached that conversation here in the states. Man, it was like taking Jesus away from the church. I got yeah. vilified. And, yeah. But that's something, folks, if you want to know what we're talking about, get Dina's series. You can go to Foundations and Torah and yeah. just look at uh, look up the what would Jesus or what did Messiah mean and watch section 8 and 9, and you'll understand better what we're talking about. I'm not going to tell you anything more than that. <laughs> I, I have. <laughs> okay, now, in the short yeah. minute or two that we have left, Damien, uh, yeah. What would you like to say to Dina and to her audience? Yeah, well, I I just like to thank uh, Dina for her, her study and her pursuing of this particular area of the ancient Near Eastern understanding. Because I, I was saying to somebody there recently as well, like I, I'm 53 years old, and you know sometimes I would meet people and work with people that might be 20 years old, and even that 30-year gap between me and them is, is, is enormous. So can you imagine what a 2,000-year gap is between us and what they meant back then, you know? But I, I just want to say, Jeff, as well, I was, that's, I was actually, that's where I was going with that conversation as well, because that's what people think. They think that the Jews rejected Jesus. They did not. And I know that. And they mean, for crying out loud, I mean, the 12 apostles were Jews, you know? And there were thousands that followed them, and I get that. That's the idea and the concept that's put in people's minds. I'm glad you cleared that up because um, that is so vital and so important to understand. And um, yeah, I mean, there's there's an awful lot um, that, that uh, especially as you said that in in the last couple of <laughs> episodes, that this, the couple of sacred cows are there. And um, I'd like to thank Dina so much for going there. And I was pleasantly surprised um, because I've been looking at that for a few years myself and. I'm seeing it differently now from a different understanding, and I think it's it just makes so much more sense of the Gospels and, and what's really going on, and uh, I, I'd like to thank her for doing that. It's, it's wonderful. And I hope she will do more and draw it out even further, and uh, look forward to the next series that she's going to put together. And thank you, Dina, so much. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. <laughs> Folks, I, uh, I've got to get going. Uh, I have a tight schedule today. I could sit here and have this conversation with Damien for the next three or four hours. Uh, and I know a lot of you that might listen to this might not understand what we're talking about. And, and you know, I would just encourage you to go to Gina's website 
or listens to Returning to Eden, our podcast from the beginning, and just work your way through it. And also, don't be afraid to challenge your understanding of the biblical stories that you've been taught, because there's a big... I always compare it to this. It's the, the, the story that we've been taught is, fits on the head of a pin. The story that is actually happening, it doesn't fit in the universe. And that's the difference. It's that big of a difference. And I, I really mean that. And I, I, We can't take that gigantic difference and turn it into a 30-minute revelation via mm. the argument broadcast. And so, Damien, I really appreciate you taking the time to come and talk about the series. I, I encourage people, again, it's called What Did Yeshua Mean or What Did Jesus Mean? You can go to Foundations and Tour. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go to IsraelTVNetwork.com. Uh, uh, the series is there. And the reason why I'm promoting it, and particularly to the Christian and Catholic world, is because I think the time is right in step with the Spirit of God for us to go back and challenge what we've learned for the last 1,800 years. And again, yeah. that's what Returning to Eden is all about. Damien, I'll give you the last word. Yeah, no, it's, it's one of those series that I wish all the churches in Ireland, um, not just the, the evangelicals, but the Catholic Church, if they got a hold of it and started looking at these concepts, and uh, they'd see it in a totally different light. And uh, I thank God for... Uh, people like Dean and um, and yourself, Jeff, um, for, you know, doing what you're doing. And it's if like it's time for me to step up and, and get myself out there more as well because, uh, yeah, I I just think that it's time, you know, this, this, this needs to be heard. And this series is just absolutely fantastic. It really is. And hopefully um, more people will, will go out and, and, and watch it and, and learn more about the concepts in, in the scriptures. Thanks so much, Jeff. Appreciate everything. Uh, say your last name one more time. Uh, it's Damien Foran. Foran, okay. I, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Right, well, listen, I do want to thank you very much for taking this short time with me. Uh, I'll get this broadcast or edited, and we'll get it posted. And uh, really, thank you. And keep studying, man, and keep sharing this. And I agree. We all have to step up. Uh, part of the problem in our nations, yours and mine, is not a – there's far too many people that are comfortable – and not out here representing the king on the front line. Yeah. So I 100%. Anyway, folks, this is Damien Ferran. He's in Dublin, Ireland, and uh, he's excited about the series. And I think it's kind of cool that we got people on the other side of the world tracking with Dr. Dean and I, and I wanted uh, him to come on and share his thoughts. So, Damien, thanks again. Have a blessed day. Thanks, sir. Thank you so much. All right. Bye, everybody. We'll catch you Bye. later. Thank Bye -bye. you. Bye.